Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 24 of the Mendoza Line. My name is Cam, and I'm joined by the one and only Nicholas Coates. What's up? Hey, Cam. I'm doing well. I, yeah, I don't have anything too exciting to report besides, um, yeah, it's turning back into summer. Yeah. So <laughs> I, let's just bring everybody back and maybe play a couple more weeks. Yeah, it's it's hot enough here that I feel like the All-Star game should be this coming weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange um, to have it as warm as it is. I guess so the, the, the two series, or the one, the one series in Chicago is not going to be, I don't know what it is there, but I'm assuming it's pretty warm. But you would think around this time they'd be wearing long sleeves and turtlenecks, but they uh doesn't look like they're gonna have to deal with that yet. But yeah, very unseasonably warm, very odd. I don't like it. Summer is and stealing yeah. precious days for my beloved fall, and I'm not happy about it. It was pretty fallish here, but yeah, it's summer again. Yeah. Luckily though. The summer weather can't steal playoff baseball from us. That is going to happen regardless. So let's, uh, let's recap what's happened since our last episode. And then uh, as we work our way through that, maybe we can um, give our, our thoughts as to who might be uh, doing battle in the, the ultimate fall classic. Yes. I just want to say, I mean, we've said it before, but playoff baseball is the absolute best. <clears throat> just so much drama and so many amazing moments already that have happened that I'm sure we'll cover. But just incredible, the stories and just the pressure. And we're just starting the championship series, so we've the biggest games are yet to come. It has been a very, very entertaining playoff so far. So yeah, we can kind of go over, I've, at this point last week, the... Uh, Blue Jays series with the Rangers was just finishing up. Um, and I think they were winning at the time, which ended up being a pretty back and forth game uh, where the Rangers actually tied it up or took the lead late. But then the, the Blue Jays came back and swept um, that series. Um, and the, American, the other American League series, the Red Sox and uh, Indians, was also a sweep, which was a bit surprising. Also signifies the end of Big Poppy. So sad. So sad. You you just knew, like he came up in the ninth. I think they were down one, and there's a run on first, and I, I could have swore that he was gonna hit a walk off home run and propel them back to a series win or something crazy like that. Cause that's just that's kind of been his MO in the playoffs of carrying the Red Sox to you know, their two World Series championships in his career. But he probably smartly, by the Indians, they walked him, and then they ended up getting out of it, and they ended up winning that series 3-0. But yeah, it's, a, it's sad. He was a great player. Still probably has another good five years in him if he wanted. But I can understand him wanting to go out on top. Yeah, it's one of those... Like, it's not quite a Barry Sanders moment, because, I mean, he's like, what, 40? Yeah, he's yeah. Had he gone out at like thirty-two, that would have been a more of a Barry Sanders. Just like, wait, what? No, you're you're you still have 
you know, way more to give. You're at the top of your game, but I agree with you. He definitely could have come back, but you know, think about it. That the Red Sox won the World Series. Their first one was in what 2004. Um, yeah, because it was my freshman year of college. So that was 12 years ago that he was a you know big time mm-hmm. player in that regard. So. Yeah, it's he's had a great career. He's gonna go down as a Red Sox legend for sure, especially for those World Series victories and breaking the curse. Yes. So yeah, great career. I'm sure a lot of American League pitchers aren't gonna be sad to see him go. <laughs> especially in that division. I'm sure he's done enough damage to all the other clubs over the years. He did. He had a great series still too. He he legged out a double in that Game three, which was pretty incredible. (laughs) (laughs) But he did everything in his power to win. They just, that offense, that, you know, vaunted offense just got shut down in the playoffs. And then Porcello, Price, and then they started um, Buckholtz in game three, which was questionable, especially when you have Eduardo Rodriguez. So, of course... That was their demise, so we'll see if the Red Sox or Dombrowski make some moves to uh, bolster up that pitching staff next year. Doubtful. He's just going to sign an old outfielder. But they will be they will be back. Pretty much everyone on that team is young and getting better, so I don't, I don't think they're going to go away by any means. Same thing for the Rangers as well. I don't think they're going to go away. They just need to figure out their pitching staff as well. They got a yeah, a lot of young talent and some some guys coming up as well. So we'll probably see them again. But <clears throat> I, I selfishly, I this was the series the Indians Blue Jays the, the series that I kind of wanted to see. Just because you got two teams here that haven't had a ton of success. Um, in recent memory, you know, the Indians have kind of been in the playoffs, been around, but they haven't won a World Series. You know, the Blue Jays haven't won one since the early 90s. So I think it's it's a good, new, you know, refreshing series. Um, I'm a bit surprised with how it started with the Indians taking the first two, but I think that's what they had to do to make this a long series because with the series shifting to Toronto now and the Indians using their two, you know, best pitchers, Kluber, and Tomlin. Now they gotta, you know, throw Trevor Bauer and Steve Clevenger in three and four in Toronto. Um, those are gonna be two tough games for them to win. Because uh, the, uh, yeah, the Blue Jays can hit, and they'll have Stroman going in game three, and Sanchez in game four. So they've they definitely have the pitching and hitting advantages. We'll just see if. You know the Indians' mojo can keep going, but I I think that the in, or the Blue Jays are going to even up this series, um, and then it'll kind of come to that pivotal Game Five with Kluber in Toronto as to uh, where that series is going to go. Because if the Blue Jays take all three, that's uh, that's going to be a ton of momentum. But yeah, the Indians are up 2-0. A couple well pitched games, the first two games, Kluber pitched you know pitched a gym in Game One. Uh, Francisco Lindor, who's going to be a superstar mm-hmm. um, for those that don't know him yet, hit a home run. Yeah, he's done well for himself. But he's also a gold glove shortstop. And he's also very, very young still. So very exciting future for him. 
Um, but he's already hitting, you know, postseason hitting, hitting some big hits. So he's he's 22. He's not going to be 23 until November. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that makes me feel great. <laughs> and then, yeah, Josh Tomlin in game two also pitched a really good game. And then their, their ace in the hole, or their relief ace, is Andrew Miller, you know, in both games has given them, uh, you know, multiple innings. You know, game two, they got <clears throat> Tomlin to five and two-thirds of one-run ball. Um, and then Shaw finished out the sixth, and then they brought him in for the seventh and eighth. And he got five, he struck out five of the six batters that he faced. And then, you know, Cody Allen. So if you remember, I kind of talked about the Indians following the, uh, the Royals model of kind of having, you know, not necessarily the strongest starting relief or starting pitcher rotation, but they, you know, they get their starters through five and then they let that, you know, amazing bullpen take over and it's worked perfectly for them those, those first two games. So it's almost to the point now where, you know, if the Indians have a lead in the fifth or sixth, it's almost over, you know? Yeah. So what a, what a great, I think we've seen in the playoffs for other teams, what a great luxury it is for Francona to have that bullpen just to be able to go to it and know that they're going to get the job done. Because um, when you look at, you know, the Giants and Dodgers, for instance, that's been part of their undoing has been a leaky bullpen that's given up a lot of runs. Yeah, as a Tigers fan, I know how that goes. It's really frustrating, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, losing a game that you're leading when your bullpen blows it is, yeah, one of the worst ways to lose. Just really, yeah, hurts. But it's been in the American League has been very entertaining, a lot of good games. And I... Maybe I'm going to be wrong. Maybe the Indians are going to take care of business here. But I think by the time we meet next week, we'll have just finished watching a very, very good championship series. And I still I still think the Blue Jays have the edge. But uh, we will see. I am a bit surprised that they, the Indians took the first two games. Um, that was, you know, very good strategic pitching on their part and they got the timely hitting that they needed you know sometimes baseball it's what's so great about it you just have these teams that just get the job done you don't know how they win how they keep winning uh-huh. but they get the the timely runs and then they have those have that bullpen that shuts it down and that's how you win yeah we'll see uh i think for um for the sake of, of good television and the drama that accompanies playoff baseball, I hope that you're right, that the Blue Jays come back in Toronto and make that series uh, a little more um, competitive as far as the, you know, the wins and the losses are concerned. Um, frankly, uh, living, you know, where I live in Kansas City, I'd love to see the Blue Jays win a few games just to watch the people here get frustrated because they all dislike Toronto. From the uh, the run-ins and the playoffs, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I don't. I don't say that to be you know mean. I just you know I, I as someone who is completely emotionally uninvolved in the playoffs this year, it's just kind of fun. Like y- you wanted to see the Rangers and Blue Jays for the same reason. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the Blue Jays can 
make that series a little more uh, compelling. I think they will, yeah, but especially in the American League, they haven't really had a any series with you know that's been in doubt so far. <clears throat> Which is, I don't know if anyone would have predicted that, especially with the Indians being undefeated so far, five and zero in the playoffs. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but you know that's what they. That's why they traded for Andrew Miller. That's why they gave up all that they did. Is because that's just, when you have a guy like that that can shorten a game and that's so incredibly valuable yeah and i think that in in my personal you know uh, viewpoint of all this is that my my natural dislike of the indians and my memories of how bad they were when i was younger have completely clouded my judgment <laughs> and uh, ability to think that they can actually be a good baseball team and so them being five and on the playoffs to me is just like just heresy uh, as far as like you know my memories are concerned so it's uh it's it's shocking to me for for numerous reasons but you know as you've been saying this entire season they're a really good team and they've got a really good manager and especially with that addition of Miller as you said they are they are uh, an imposing team to go up against so well it's funny you must have started watching baseball right around the time that they cuz in the mid 90s they were dominant with, you know, Albert Bell, David Justice, Charles Nagy, like they were, I feel like they were in the, the ALCS or they were always, you know, battling with the Yankees. Um, you know, they made the World Series in 90, I think 97 when they lost to the Marlins on that Edgar Renteria walk-off. But yeah, they, I think my first memories growing up, the Indians and Yankees were kind of always right there at the end. But then, yeah, they they went through a little stretch there where they were not very good. <clears throat> but it'll be interesting the way, with the way that they use Miller because, you know, the the thought has always been your best pitcher pitches in the ninth inning. And we're we're seeing here the value, you know, I mean, the regular season is a little different because you're, each game is not quite as, you know, each game's important, but you're not, you know, you're probably not going to throw Andrew Miller two innings in back-to-back days just to get wins. You know, you're trying to keep him healthy, keep him rested up. But I think it does show you, because, I mean, they're bringing him in. Um, and the Dodgers did this the other day, too, in game five with against the Nationals when they brought Kenley Jansen, their closer, in in the seventh inning. You know, they had they were getting into trouble and instead of, you know, messing around, they just went right to their closer um to get those outs and he went two innings and then they actually had Kershaw uh get the last two outs. So it, it was pretty like it was pretty unconventional. And I, I think it's good that the managers are being a little bit more unconventional because it makes a lot more sense, you know, if you're up by one in the sixth or seventh inning instead of just praying that you can get to your best guy, you know, just use your best guy for as long as you can. You know, when we talked about Britain the other day, use him, use him for two innings if you can, get to the ninth, and then if you still have the lead, you can go from there instead of, you know, bringing in a lesser guy, they give up the lead, and maybe you never get it back. Mm-hmm. So managers are, I think managers are managing with a little bit more urgency, being a little bit... 
um, smarter in how they use their pitching assets. But it always leaves room for second guessing. That's what's great about baseball. It's so maddening about it sometimes. But it's been good to see managers, you know, think outside the box a little bit. And pretty, I mean, so far, it's worked for, you know, with using Miller like they've been using him for the Dodgers. They they pulled out all the stops in the game five of the Nationals, and they ended up winning that game. <clears throat> so that's also been kind of an interesting narrative uh, that's been kind of coming into fruition in this playoffs because you haven't really seen that as much in recent history. Yeah. So. So yeah. We shall see. So yeah, National League has been a little crazier um, in those playoff series. I guess we can start with the uh, Cubs and Giants. The um, yeah, the Cubs ended up taking care of business three games to one, but it was a lot closer than that. Um, they you know they won the first two games pretty handily, which is where we up to the point that we got, and then they. They took game three on that Monday night in 13 innings. Um, I immediately did not stay up to watch it. I think it ended at like 2 in the morning Eastern time. It was something crazy like that. But it was a crazy game. Um, Chapman gave up some run, or Casey Gillespie. He was like a Giants like postseason hero. This guy that kind of came out of nowhere just kept getting these big hits. Hit a two-run triple in the eighth to. Uh, you know, give the Giants the lead, and they ended up scoring three runs, and then the, the Giants blew it in the top of the ninth, so then they tied it up. That's just been the story of the Giants this year. Their bullpen just atrocious, and it cost them over and over again in the regular season and in this series as well. But they pulled it out in game three, uh, six to five, in 13 innings. But then um, game four, that was, I, I watched most of that game. That was a crazy game. But the Giants were, the Giants were actually up um, in that game, and they were up by three runs. They were winning five to two, and their bullpen gave up four runs in the top of the ninth to lose. So brutal way to lose um, to give up four runs in the top of the ninth when you're that close to, um, yeah, putting the series back to Chicago in a winner take all where you would have Cueto on the mound. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, their uh, bullpen, Matt Moore, the, they uh, used to pitch for the Rays. They traded for him this deadline. Um, was actually amazing. He was brilliant. Gave, or he pitched eight innings, gave up two hits, two walks, ten strikeouts. But uh, he threw 120 pitches, so they pulled him. And... Bochi used one, two, three, four, five pitchers in the ninth inning um, who collectively gave out four runs. So, yeah, that was brutal. That was a very long inning. And when you have that many pitching changes and give up that many runs. But that's, you know, you got to give some credit to the Cubs. You know, Zobrist has been very, very clutch. Uh, Wilson Contreras, their backup catcher, was clutch at a two-run single to tie it. And then probably the MVP of that series was Javier Baez. Uh, he 
had several tremendous defensive plays, but he also <clears throat> offensively, you know, he hit 375 in the series. Uh, um, for you know, got on base over 40% of the time, but he, you know, he got the winning the or the winning RBI, knocked in Hayward. So very compelling game, a lot of drama there in the the later innings. Pretty heartbreaking for Giants fans. I don't really feel sorry for them at all because they won three World Series in the past like five years. But the uh, that was a great series, and the Giants definitely fought to the end there. Um, but yeah, Gillespie for the for the Giants at four hundred in that series went four for four in game uh, game four, which is pretty amazing. You know, that's a guy that didn't really do much in the regular season, but <clears throat> so yeah, the Cubs pulled it out, and uh, the Giants are going home. Yeah, not terribly surprising, at least to those of us that aren't Giants fans. Yeah, they they got off to such a good start, and then they really started bleeding in the second half. Their bullpen was a big culprit to that, and it just never really stopped, but. Man, it's it's just one of those games there. You know, Matt Moore was just amazing. Like against that vaunted Cubs offense to give hold him to two runs in eight innings. Like, what else could you ask for going into that final inning with the three-run lead? But Cubs, Cubs got it done. They got it done because this is their year, Nick. Yeah, it is. We've been saying it since February, but it's their year. But, so yeah, they're playing the Dodgers. Dodgers, also a very compelling series with the Nationals. Got down two games to one, and they they fought back. Kershaw started on three games, or three days rest for game four. Because he's a boss. He's a boss, pitched really well. Um, you know, gave up some hits, but led the game, or left the game with a 5-2 to two lead. And then their bullpen... Dodgers bullpen promptly blew it, gave up three runs in the seventh to tie. And uh, Dodgers ended up getting a run back in the eighth and won that game. <clears throat> but the uh, just the narrative of Kershaw, he's just struggled so much in the playoffs. And then to finally pitch so well like that, he went out for the seventh, gave up a couple hits. They pulled him. The bullpen <laughs> let you know, both of those runs score. So it made his line look a lot worse. You know, he just felt for the guy. He had, you know, pitched on short rest, gave his heart and soul, going to have his team blow it. And I think it would have been pretty easy for the Dodgers, to, you know, for that to get in their get in their heads. But they didn't. They came back in the eighth and got the win and forced a game five. Um, and, you know, you're still looking – it wasn't looking too promising because they would have, you know, they had to face Scherzer at, at Washington uh, completely rested, and they they brought back Rich Hill on three games rest again. Um, but game five, game five was also a great game. They uh, kind of went back and forth. Rich Hill didn't last super long. But then, um, yeah, the Dodgers just kind of played a bullpen game, kept it close, and. Yeah, ended up. Um, Scherzer pitched great until the until the seventh, when he uh, 
he gave up his runs and or he gave up a run. Yeah, what was interesting there was, you know, Scherzer pitched to one batter in the sixth at 99 pitches and Dusty pulled him, which Dusty never, like, pulls his vets early. And uh, his bullpen ended up blowing it. Gave, he made, in that inning, he, I think he used five pitchers as well. That, that seventh inning, it was crazy. Uh, the Dodgers scored four runs. The Nationals made five pitching changes. And then the Nationals scored two runs. And the Dodgers made uh, like three pitching changes. It was over an hour for one inning. <laughs> Just for those six runs to score. But then, yeah, like I said, they brought Jansen in that seventh. Um, he pitched two and a third. Walked four people, struck out four, threw 51 pitches, which I think was a career high. And then it was kind of one of those things where they just let him pitch until he couldn't pitch anymore. And then they actually brought Kershaw in for, um, you know, two days after he had started a game. You know, we were just talking about him going over six innings, and he came back and threw seven pitches and got two outs, which was pretty crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that. And then he's starting tonight against the Cubs. So hopefully he he does well. But you cannot fault Kershaw for, you know, giving his all to win this uh to win these series because he's he's definitely being used um to a pretty high frequency. But yeah, then the Dodgers won that one. The Nationals again lose a or have a, a postseason disappointment. You know, they still haven't won anything, you know, ever since they what made the playoffs when Strasburg was um, in his first or second year and they shut him down, thinking that, yeah, we'll be back. But that move is still being second-guessed because the Nationals have not done anything in the, you know, the last six or seven years in which they've been pretty good. But <clears throat> they'll be back. They've, you know, Harper will be back. Worth, Murphy, Rendon, Tur- Trey Turner. Uh, it'll be interesting what they do at first base with Zimmerman. He's he's kind of a liability in a lot of ways, but they'll have uh, Scherzer and Strasburg back as well. So I'm sure they'll be a, a favorite in the East next year. And uh, the Giants will as well if all their pitching is coming back. And, you know, they're the Giants. But it is an odd year. So maybe they won't. Maybe they won't, but... <clears throat> Yeah, the Nationals had a, pre- a couple pretty good series, um, which culminated into Dodgers-Cubs, which um, they're getting ready to start game two tonight. Cubs took the first game, eight to four. Did you watch game one? Uh, I did not. Uh, I asked my wife if she wanted to watch it because she's a Cubs fan, but she uh, she chose to watch, I think we watched episode two of season two of Quantico instead. Not nearly as exciting as playoff baseball, but hey. Could her heart just not take it? No, she she wasn't feeling great, and I think she just wanted to be entertained and not, you know, have to deal with the drama of the Cubs in the playoffs. The Cubs were, they were up 3-1 to one in the 8th and got into a little bit of trouble. They brought Chapman in with the bases loaded. Adrian Gonzalez hit a base hit up the middle to tie it. And then um, in the bottom of the eighth, the, um, the 
Cubs got a couple guys on. They intentionally walked. They had guys on first and second, and they intentionally walked a batter uh, to get because Chapman, that pitcher spot was coming up. So they they wanted to force <clears throat> Madden's hand, you know, because they still have the ninth that goes there, thinking if we bring Chapman up, you know, they're either going to pitch hit for him, which means that Chapman will be out of the game, or they're going to want to keep. If they want to keep Chapman in, they're going to leave him in to hit, and then we can get out of this inning with no. No runs. Well, Madden pinched it for Chapman because he goes, he's a good manager and realizes that he has other, you know, he has other good pitchers he could pitch tonight. Brings up Miguel Montero, their third string catcher, who promptly hits a, uh, a, grand, a pinch hit grand slam. <laughs> How did I not hear about this? That's insane. <laughs> I don't know. So, unfortunate. It was, you know, decent strategy by the. You know, Dave Rogers or Dave Roberts, the the Dodgers manager. Yeah, to to kind of force his hand. And I think you you know, you'll take your chances with Miguel Montero um with the bases loaded. But <clears throat> you know, Jansen was, you know, coming off it only been a day of rest since his fifty one pitch inning, so I'm sure he wasn't too keen on bringing him in. But yeah, McGuire hit the the walk or the pinch hit grand slam, and then Fowler followed that with a pinch hit home run, or uh, just a, ho- a solo home run, which kind of you know sealed the Dodgers' fate in Game One. Ended up losing eight to four, but the uh, yeah the Dodgers fought hard. They you know Lester versus Maeda. You're gonna give the the definite advantage to Lester. And they were able to come back off the uh, Cubs bullpen, tie it up. But it's just the Cubs' year. Indeed it is. Also, Javier Baez stole home. That was crazy. He's going to be a legend by the end of this World Series, (laughs) by the end of this playoffs. That guy is just doing everything, making all these great plays. And, um, yeah, the Cubs are doing all this without Rizzo, has not done anything. This world's or this playoffs, and neither is really Addison Russell, but but they were all stars. Yeah, Bryant, Zobrist, and Baez have been amazing, and then the you know their pitching has been really good too. So, so yeah, it's Kershaw versus Hendricks tonight. Dodgers really need to get a win here, especially with Kershaw on the mound, because the. they don't really have much they can trust outside of that. And if the Cubs take care of business tonight, it could be a really short series. Kind of the opposite of the other series. Yeah. So Potentially. The baseball, fan, the baseball fan of me wants it to go, you know, six or seven, but I just don't know if this one's going to do that. So, so, yeah, this will be this week will be the, the championship series. And I think by the time we record next Sunday, we will know uh, the World Series matchups unless I think unless the National League, I think National League Game Seven is scheduled for Sunday night. But if that series ends early, we will know the uh, World Series matchup, which is exciting. We will definitely make sure to preview that. <clears throat> yes, Cubs Indians, you heard it here. Uh, so yeah, spoiler alert: we'll probably pick the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> If I were a wise man. Yeah. Well, 
another exciting week of baseball in the books, and I think I'm going to go try and convince my wife to watch the Cubs game tonight. You should. It's going to be, you know, with Kershaw on the mound, there's going to be a lot of drama. Wrigley is pretty electric. You know, they live and die with every pitch. Well, I just realized so, the game's on Fox Sports 1. That's so stupid. Yeah, I don't know why. It, that why is it not on tough. Fox? I don't know. But especially for her as a Cubs fan, I mean, we don't I can We understand. don't get Fox Sports 1, so we can't watch the game. That's stupid. Maybe check out the website or something. I don't know. Why? What, TBS and Fox Sports 1. Why? Why not Fox that everyone gets? Because isn't that what the World Series is on? Yeah. Stupid, Nick. So stupid. It does seem weird, except I'm I'm assuming, you know, they they assume that most people have don't have just antenna anymore. Nope. I am not locked down to cable. I do what I want with my television, except yes. watch playoff baseball. Apparently, so <laughs> smart. Well, at least you'll be able to watch the World Series. The Cubs will be in it, so don't worry. Tell her not to worry. This is true. All right. Well, thank you for recapping the week in baseball for us, Nick. I appreciate it. No problem. Looking forward to another another great week of playoff baseball. Although I, I am starting to feel the end coming. It's not a good feeling. You know, we're at two weeks tops here left of baseball. Which means winter is coming, but... With the weather outside, maybe it's not. Maybe we're just going to skip winter this year. I would not like that. That would be bad. Maybe we can just start the season early next year. <laughs> you think you need to lower your expectations there, buddy. <laughs> um, if you guys want to get in touch, you can do so on Twitter. Nick's at Coatsy, C-O-A-T-S-I-E-E. I'm at Cam Brennan. And also, if you're uh, into the YouTubes, I have started posting our episodes on YouTube as well. Nice. We'll have a link. We're all about access. Yep. We'll have a link in the show notes to take you to the Super Super Megacorp uh, YouTube channel that has um, episodes of this show, the Masterclass, and It's a Trap. So if you guys want to go check out what the YouTube uh, channel looks like, I'll have a link in the show notes. Cool. Tell all your friends. I will. Wow. And our listeners too. That'd and be nice. Yeah. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. That's what they say in YouTube, I guess. Anyways, we'll be back. Give us a good review. Yes, indeed. That it's would be lovely. Nice. Hey, you have a great week, Cam. You as well, sir. We'll be back next time. Adios. Bye.